You're listening to the Bulldog Hour, getting you inside the Wilson football program with weekly game previews, recaps, highlights, and interviews. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Justin Rapoff. Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to episode two of the Bulldog Hour's fourth season. I am one of your hosts, Joe Mays, and sitting next to me, my co-host, Justin Raffoff. Yeah, it's uh, kind of crazy to be back here. And uh, when, when I saw you kind of, uh, like, I guess the caption or the post you put out saying the season kicks off two months from today. Yep. So we'll be approaching halftime probably. Yeah, think um, about that. Or at halftime. Hopefully, hopefully so, we're coming out of halftime. We're probably, I yeah, I was going to say but, we're probably getting ready to start the second half. Um, yeah, like that's kind of crazy. Uh, you know, two months doesn't sound like a whole lot of a long time. I mean, there's a lot that has to take place over the next two months. Um, but it's kind of interesting that uh, yeah, two months from the night's kickoff. Wow. Yeah, it's time. I'm ready. I know you are. <laughs> June twenty first, when Did it you, became you, summer, I was like, All right, football season. You hit ready pretty much like I hit ready as soon as the NFL draft is over. Right. And it's not the same as it used to be when you used to have to do all that coverage for the NFL draft. But like a little bit now, what after the draft, you are in full on ready for high school football mode. Yeah, well last year if you if you remember, uh Literally, the day after the loss to Township in the playoffs, I had the schedule for next year. Yeah, that I, I just kind of floated in an email towards uh, the athletic director, uh, Drew Kaufman. It's just like, hey, can you clarify some things? I'm just trying to figure out like what's going on for next year. See if I have this down right. He just sent me the schedule, <laughs> and I was like, thank you, perfect. So yeah, but it was great though because like the next day, I think we were doing our season wrap up. Yeah, and we were able to exclusively announce mm-hmm. what the schedule was. Yeah. I, I don't, not even sure all the coaches knew what the the schedule was completely. I am sure they didn't. I, all I know, know Doug knew just but... from the conversations we generally have with them. I am sure not all of them know. They know lots of stuff. They tell us, you know, lots of cool things. Some of which we get to talk about, but. There is no way that every one of them knew the schedule for next year, a day after the season. Not yeah. not a chance. They probably didn't care. <laughs> I was going to get into that yeah. part. but yeah. There's so much other stuff they have to do yeah. uh, outside of football that uh, probably wasn't on the top of their mind. But, you know, I was yeah, um, I'm, I'm sure life comes at you fast when you're one of those coaches after the season ends. Oh, yeah. <laughs> is it back to reality or is football the reality and then everything outside of it is? Let's be honest. It's. It's back to reality. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, it's kind of going to be a kind of a relaxed, laid back show uh, because there's nothing significant or major or impactful. It's all kind of just things that have happened in the last two months. You know, our last show was April 22nd. It was right before the NFL draft, which we'll talk about a little bit. We also had a couple events this week featuring the program. Uh, one of them was an extracurricular kind of a fun thing, a fundraiser. Another one was really our f- first look at the 2018 Bulldogs to some effect because the seven on sevens, it's tough to gauge really where your team is at. Right. But 
you can see aspects of the squad coming together. And it being the summer, not everyone is there. So, you know, you can't completely be incredibly excited or incredibly deflated on this one performance. Uh, I don't know if anyone out there was able to uh, come to uh, the Wilson High School campus this past Thursday, but the Bulldog hosted 11 or 12 other teams uh, throughout the uh, the grass and turf fields surrounding the high school and the lower house, and uh, Wilson played a few teams. I have some pictures. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But just we, the, what we always do here is just to get kind of the announcements or the house cleaning out of the way at the beginning. And most of that stuff revolves around uh, how you can follow us, how you can contact us, how you can support us, and things like that. So first up is our sponsors. We always want to thank them, those that have helped us foot the bill for some of the costs around here. Um, my dad at May's Sandwich Shop, Andy Herr. Matt Cruz, who already spoke to me and said that he was going to be uh, re-upping his contribution so this like season. And uh, our uh, our annual anonymous donor as well. Right. So, you know, it's great to have the support from so many people in the community. But we're always looking for more. And whether it's monetary or otherwise, there's plenty of ways you can help. Uh, and, you know, one of them is Justin's favorite favorite thing to say. Yeah, like and share, right? Yes, yeah, help spread the word. Just spread the word. Just get it out there. You know, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. Uh, that's the main main account. That's the show account. Everything. There are ways for uh, you to help besides in kind donations. We also have sponsorship and advertising opportunities, which are uh, more necessary as the actual season approaches. And I'm sure we'll touch on that in early August. And I'll be sending out emails to past. Uh, people that have helped us uh, in the next month or so. And be sure to check out our website. Getting traffic there can always help us maybe find uh, some sponsors and advertising on the website. Our next live show will be Sunday, Sunday August 5th. Uh, we're having a show that evening, uh, getting ready for the season. That's kind of a tentative date. That's That's the hope. It will be in early August at some point. That's kind of what I have penciled in at the moment, but it requires me and Justin to get interviews done because that's going to be the interview show. So, yeah, about, Whoa, all a, right. about yeah, six that, weeks from that's now. That's closing in. When you talk about two months till kickoff, and then that is obviously less than two months away, August 5th. And then I think about you know your and my schedule between now and then. Yeah, we kind of need to get a plan together for that, don't we? Yeah. Uh, it's uh, something that we have to talk about, especially because the coaches are on vacations as well. I know Coach Doms is going to Jamaica at the end yeah, of July. Yeah. They'll have team camp in July. And, you know, or within the first 10 days of August, I'd like to have one or two shows with interviews from the coaches and interviews with the senior players. The, you know, we usually grab a handful of senior players to talk to as well. So all that is going to be happening in the next six weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, it is. It is crazy, but it's it's the best. It's, it's the best. So let's move on to some of our main topics now, and that is recapping some of the events that have happened the last two months. Um, first up, what happened right after the first episode of this fourth season was the NFL draft, and former Wilson football player Junior Joseph was draft eligible this year. He entered the pool. 
uh, coming out of UConn, where he had a very successful career. We talked about it a lot on the previous show two months ago. Uh, he, he didn't get drafted by uh, any of the teams in the seven rounds of the draft, but he did become a priority free agent signing, an undrafted uh, signing by the Cincinnati Bengals. And he announced that on Instagram uh, within a, probably 15 minutes of the draft concluding. Which means he had, he had probably gotten that call yep. like saying, look, if you're not taken, you know, we have an offer for you. So, yeah. And if you're watching the show here, you can see I have some pictures from one of his first rookie mini camps uh, this spring that he had with the Bengals, currently sporting jersey 48. And we'll be tracking his progress through uh, the offseason which there's about probably another month or so of uh, probably no news until training camps get underway, um, probably about a month. Yeah, right now, honestly, as, as a rookie, you know, a rookie free agent, no news is good news right now. You know, hang around there, um, get into training camp, and then uh, make a name for yourself. So uh, good luck to Junior. Yeah, absolutely, and we look forward to uh, – his uh, attempt to make the the Bengals as an undrafted free agent, which the Bengals are apt to do. They're not one. They're yeah. they're a team that you know by the book. If you're the, one of the best players, they're gonna uh, they're gonna yeah. keep you around. So if he doesn't latch on with the Bengals, you know the game day roster hopefully can at least catch on with the uh, the yeah. developmental squad, that practice squad, yeah, and, and, and start to know, make a name for himself. Stick around there. You start to get on some tape in those preseason games, maybe even like special teams roles, things yep. like that. Um, you know, cause a lot of times, especially when some of those undrafted guys are out there, you know, third and fourth quarters of those preseason games or in those scrimmages or those, um, you know, combined practices and things like that. Um, coaches for both teams are kind of watching everybody cause they know, you know, they want to know the ins and outs of everybody's rosters and, and kind of see who, uh, who all is there to be, um, you know, kind of picked from and, and things like that. So, so I yeah, good luck, Joseph. Uh, we'll be uh, we'll be watching, we'll be waiting, and I'll try to report as uh, much as I can as I hear it from the Cincinnati Bengals. Up next, at the end of May, Memorial Day weekend, was the 2018 Tri-County All-Star Game, which was held at Mannheim Central. It's sponsored and coordinated by the Mannheim Touchdown Club. Uh, one of the um, interesting things that happened that I wasn't expecting until the event came is I finally got to meet Mike Williams in person. Hey, there you go. So, you know, a little bit of a uh, man, the myth, the legend, Central, Southeastern, Central. you know, Pennsylvania high school football legend. Uh, it was very nice, very cordial, uh, very receptive yeah. to me being there and, and allowing me on the sidelines to take pictures. And, uh, so I got to watch, uh, three of our departing bulldog seniors ending, uh, their career one last time, putting on the bulldog helmets uh, which was uh, Wyatt Schonauer, Trevor Hatley, and Chris Price. They all represented the Bulldogs at the game, uh, again, at the end of May. And uh, Chris Price actually was one of the South squad captains. Oh, wow. Um, they, they all got to play, uh, play a decent amount. Uh, I know Trevor didn't get to practice as much because lacrosse was still uh, going on during that time, but he still got the, uh, a lot of meaningful playing time. Uh, and Wyatt and Chris uh, certainly were out there often. And one of my favorites was when they both were starting on the offensive line and got this. They were both the bookends and left and right tackle were the Bulldogs. Uh, now, Trevor played linebacker on defense. He was also a long snapper. And Chris Price played a lot at defensive end as well. Now, South uh, lost to the North uh, when all was said and done. I think it was like 48 to 22 or something like that. Uh, but it was, it was a fun game, you know, interesting all around. 
uh, a lot more hype from the players than I expected in an all-star game, which was kind of cool to see. They yeah. were, uh, they were having fun. We weren't just going through the motions. No, no, yeah. no. They were, they were, they were having fun. And it was, uh, it's always interesting to see some of the, uh, the, the players that trade the helmet stickers and see what oh, really? amalgamation. Yeah. You can kind of see it. Uh, I don't know if you can see it on those pictures I have up right now. Or right here you can see a bulldog on the back uh, yeah. of the running back's helmet. Yeah. And, um, Trevor actually has on the other side, I'm not sure I have a picture of it. I don't know if it was on the first slide or not. No, I don't think you can see it. Um, oh, I can see there's You can some see other there's a Donegal D there. right there. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Trevor actually had a, I think it was um, Conestoga Valley Bucks okay, on, yeah. on the side of his helmet. So um, I don't think Chris or Wyatt had, but there were Bulldogs that went around. I think that the coaches sent them with extras. That's so cool. The, yeah. So it's always a good time. I remember that was more interesting in the local one when they used to the Burks one. Oh, yeah. Because you'd have like Mifflin helmets with Bulldogs on it. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, that. That's a that's quite the uh, interesting uh, interesting sight when you yeah. see things like that. So, uh, but yeah, a very very uh, good uh, game, and it was awesome to see the three of them suit up one last time, uh, sporting the red and white Wilson colors on a on a high school football field. Then the uh, more recent event that happened, I alluded to it at the top of the show, was the seven on seven that Wilson hosted, which they do. Every year, and they have done for many years, it's always right at the beginning of June. There was actually delayed a week this year because of all the uh, school closings throughout the year. Coach Doms was worried that there's some schools might only be ending the beginning of last week. Uh, yeah, there are um, a bunch of schools that had school into last week. Yeah. So they delayed it to this past Thursday, which was uh, June 21st. And like I said, there were about 11 or 12 teams there. Uh, Wilson Varsity and Wilson JV each had an opponent in all four sessions. Uh, in the first session, uh, the Wilson ones played North Penn and the twos played against Marion. That was M A R I N, not, not M E R I O N. then in the second session, uh, Wilson played, uh, the varsity played Lebanon and the JV played Fleetwood after they broke for lunch and came back. Wilson then took on, Exeter, while the JV Bulldogs played Cocalico. Uh, unfortunately, I missed the fourth session, but I did hear that the varsity played Reading. Okay. Uh, I don't. I don't know who the the JV played. I I didn't get to pay as much attention to them since they're both playing at the same time. It's tough to right. uh, to grab photos and video from each. But I did take photos of uh, the first two sessions, and then I took a video of the third session against Exeter, and that one was on Gursky. The team started out on. Uh, at Mac Stadium, Bulldog Field uh, against North Penn. And that was the probably the best team that Wilson faced was right at the beginning against North Penn. I mean, they're historically a very strong team, and uh, I don't think it'll be any different. This year they were very strong, very quick mobile quarterback. That'll be dangerous. Uh, but Wilson matched up against them very well. In, they're in the same uh, district as Coatesville, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. So... You know, I like you said, uh, North Penn is usually right there. Um, you know, they've had some crazy games uh, in districts, I think, last year maybe. But, uh, yeah, they're right there. But I know Coatesville, um, there's a lot expected of them as well. So um, some stiff competition from District 1. But, you know, it's good to get some of that. Um, you know, North Penn's not on, on the schedule. You talked about the schedule earlier. North Penn's not there. Um, so it's good to get to go against some of those um, top-level teams, even in 
a June seven on seven, like you said before, that you kind of just have to take it for what it's worth. It's just some reps from players for against other players. You're not going against your own guys, yep. um, which can be good, you know, especially after some of the spring football. You know, getting these guys into some kind of rhythm, getting ready for the true summer workouts. Um, you know, which can be a little bit grueling, and then you get uh, into your practices right before the season. So it's kind of a nice little transition between. I know it doesn't always work out, but that le- that end of spring, you know, practice to basically uh, kind of transition into your full-on summer mode. Yeah, and you mentioned Coatesville being in the same conference or division as as North Penn. Wilson is actually going to see Coatesville in a seven-on-seven just between the two squads, not at like a big, you know, tournament or round robin or whatever. Um, and I had heard that there was they wanted to do two kind of like a home-and-home home type thing. Then Coach Doms had said they were only doing one, and it was at Coatesville. But then I talked to some of the kids on Thursday at 7-on-7. They said they were hosting Coatesville this coming Friday. and So I'm a little confused as to the schedule, but Wilson is playing Coatesville in a 7-on-7 um, well, this Coach summer. Is Coach Tafio still the quarterback coach there? Yes, he yeah, is. I thought so. And uh, I don't know if Wilson's hosting, if Coatesville's hosting, if they're and both they going to host. They have the stud quarterback, right? Yeah, Ricky Is Ortega. he a senior this no, year? No, he's a junior, I oh believe. Oh, gosh, I feel like he I've asked that every year. He started as a freshman. Yeah, I feel like the last two Maybe years, though, is, I, I, I've said, oh, he's a senior, right? And you've been, no, he's I, not. I thought but, he was a junior, but I could be completely wrong on that. I'm not as up on the Coatesville football program. Me, me either, obviously. But I just know they have a kid who's – the coach's son, I believe, right? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, he's really good. They are really good. Um, no idea what year he is. But. The, huh. Wilson is also, I, I was told, playing at Harrisburg in a 7-on-7. Seven seven. Okay. So they're going to have a lot of experience in some big contenders, yeah. uh, especially in 7-on-7, seven well, seven, good. which good. limits your, your contact and ability uh, that some teams need to take advantage of some of the quicker speed that, like, Coatesville is loaded. Coatesville yeah. is absolutely loaded. So being able to see what Wilson can do against them they should be a good indicator. They went toe-to-toe St. Joe's prep last year. Yeah. Like in they that. were winning for a while. Yeah. They were up. They just couldn't hold on. And they on. couldn't hold on. Yeah. But they were scoring and holding right toe-to-toe with St. Joe's prep. Um, yeah, it's uh, – that you know what, though? Like, like we kind of mentioned – with lots of things, it's good. You know, you don't need to go and have a seven on seven, you know, extra seven on sevens with teams where you're not really going to be able to gain much from it. No, this is, this is absolutely the time you want to, you want to push yourselves. You want to get going against those teams that everybody's talking about from district one. Yep. You want to go against Harrisburg, who you know is going to run out, uh, you know, a solid fast team every year. Oh, so. and if you guess what, if you come out of district three, who are you going to play in the state final four? Now we're playing in the East, we're going to play that District 1 squad. Coatesville, yeah. North Penn, yeah. down, one of the Downing Towns, yeah. Springford. Yeah. So not, like we're not s- Parkland. No. We got shifted out west. Also out west, yeah. yeah. We, we've talked about that before, but. So, sorry, sorry, not sorry, Parkland. <laughs> so back to finish up the 7-on-7, seven seven, um, Coach Palm was, was unable to attend the 7-on-7, uh, seven seven, so uh, Coach Dom's called in a ringer uh, to yeah. help out with the quarterback position. Uh, Chad Henney was in the area in between workouts with the Kansas City Chiefs, and Coach Doms called him up. So he was able to work with the, the quarterbacks in the offense during all four sessions throughout the day. And um, Chad's going to pop up here again in the, the next event that we're going to talk about, uh, which was the golf tournament. So the coaches have been running a golf tournament 
for 20 years now. If you can believe it, it started in the late 90s. This was the 20th annual Wilson Football Bulldog Golf Tournament. It was held at Manor Golf Club, which I believe they've done it there, if not every year, almost every year, I believe. Yeah, a, I would I would imagine. The ones I can remember. Uh, Coach Doms, I believe, is a regular at the course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, and I reached out to uh, Cheryl Heckman to see if I could take some pictures of the event and she gave me a cart and sent me on my Man, way. They set you yeah. up. So I was, I was driving around. A lot of people asked why I wasn't playing and I said, you don't want it's me. Cause you hate fun. That's <laughs> yeah, why. I do. I don't like fun. No. And I'm also awful, awful at golf, yeah. but I, I do enjoy taking photos. Well, so maybe I can get you to play next year. <laughs> I missed it this year. You did miss it. I played the last few years. People, and... I had people ask me where you were. No. Like, I think Justin's played in this before. Yeah. I, I played said, the last few years and it's a blast. It's a lot of fun. And it goes to help the football, like, you know, program. Um, yeah, it didn't work out this year. Like you said, things got a little shifted around. Usually, in my recollection, it's last, like, it's a week earlier, the Friday after the 7-on-7. Um, but the 7-on-7 got moved. I think this got moved, too. Just kind of, it yeah, matches know, up well with that. I know the 7-on-7 did, definitely. I don't know if it and, also... Um, yeah, it's just one of those. It didn't work out with with the family schedule this this year, um, which is probably a good thing because if it was the week before, I probably would have tried to go, and we were driving through the night to Florida <laughs> that night, so that would have been a terrible idea, um, and I probably would have tried to do it anyway. Um, so it probably saved me from myself. So that's good, <laughs> um, but it is a lot of fun. So I hope to uh, be back out there next year, assuming they have it next year. And we'll, you know, and I'll start, I'll start making the sell now to see if I can get Joey out there too. I'll be there. Just no. may not be golfing, dude. Hey, I, I'll, I won't be golfing. You don't want me golfing, even yeah, in a no, scramble. I do. I do want you golfing. <laughs> It'll be fun. You've, you've seen me hit the ball. I don't hit it that way. Well, it so. was a lot of fun. They, uh, they had, the, you know, the standard, the, the longest drive, and 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 things like that. But they had a cool one on. I'm trying to remember what hole it was. I think it was. Five, yeah, with the football. With the football, yeah, where cool you one. could pay, you got to hit your drive, but then you could pay five bucks, and if you could hit the football, which was I think around a hundred yards, yeah. about yeah. if you could hit the football, and it didn't have to be directed, it could be a bounce. And um, um, Brandon Doms was running it, and he said if you got it between the legs holding up the football, he'd count that too. Oh man! And you got to take the ball all like eight feet away from the hole. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that would be an again. eagle then if you would hit. Yeah, that you'd have an that. eagle shot. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I don't think anyone hit. People played because I took a lot of oh, pictures yeah. of people at that hole and attempting it. Um, one of the first ones, I believe, actually Ernie Magalotti skipped over it, oh. bounced. Over it, yeah. That was I, that may have been one of the closest of the day. I don't know. I didn't. I wasn't at the, the hole number five the entire time, but it, it was it was fun to see uh, see the guys uh, attempt to do that. Uh, they had, I think, it was twenty seven foursomes or so. So a That's nice good. turnout. Um, very fun group. And uh, again, it was held at Manor Golf Club, and a majority of the coaches were there. And uh, this is, I believe this is Matt Bender's event. Coach Bender organizes and runs this. Yeah, he, he, I know he gets a lot of the, a lot of the stuff together for this. Um, and uh, uh, Chad Henney was there. Uh, he was uh, golfing. He had a foursome. It was a, a great event. 
I posted on the Facebook page, I think Twitter and Instagram. I went to every hole and took pictures of all the hole sponsors to make sure uh, we spread the word and thank them for uh, continuing to support the program. So be sure to check those out. Again, you can follow at Wilson Bulldogs or at Wilson Bulldogs Football on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can find all of the pictures from the Tri-County All-Star Game, the 7-on-7, the golf tournament, and then everything else uh, related to Wilson Football on the Wilson Bulldogs Football Facebook uh, page. Just click on the albums. So it, it, was, a, it was a great time. It's the first one I've been to. Uh, ever because well I was out out of the area for a while I was too young to go um near the beginning of this uh, and uh I never really had the time to get there cuz it right. I know afternoon. I know like yeah I've always thrown it out there not always I've thrown it out there but I know it's also like I kind of feel like a jerk asking like hey uh can you come on this Friday afternoon when I know you're working to come to football this football golf tournament you know what I mean yeah. like it's one of those, but I send it usually anyway, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, of so course. we'll, we'll see next year, put it on the calendar when it's on the calendar. Oh, it'll be we'll, on the uh, calendar. I'm I know. Just telling you. Well, see, that's the thing. You already are going to make the time to go out there. So now you just got to bring a couple clubs. So, um, I'll work on it. Well, <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I do want to point out here cause, uh, Mr. Corey Greth is watching here and, oh, uh, yeah. he was a part of, the Reading Raptors Championship uh, MIFL, I believe, is... Oh, he wrote it here. Yeah, yeah I think I got yeah. it. Uh, Reading Raptors won the Indoor Football League Championship again four in a row. Hey, there we go. Four in a row. Uh, yeah, he uh, he posted some pictures of that event. I told He wanted me to go, and I wanted to go because I haven't been to an Indoor Football League game in a long time uh, since uh, Reading Express. So yeah. it's been a number of years, uh, but I had to work yesterday. And it was uh, yesterday. So, but yeah, congratulations to Corey and his teammates and local uh, football team winning another championship four in a row. That's quite the feat. So, congratulations to Corey and the rest of the Raptors and uh, start for uh, the drive for five. Yeah, there you can, go. Can start, I'm sure, in the coming months, especially once the fall rolls around. So, congratulations to the Reading Raptors. All right. So, that was kind of a, a, a rundown of some of the uh, recent stuff that happened in the spring and very, very early summer here, just a few days into summer. We do want to remind you of a few other things that are happening uh, with the Wilson football program. Besides the golf tournament fundraiser, we've also running some fundraisers through the Wilson Football Tradition Club. Uh, one of the big ones right now are video sales. Uh, I've been... Uh, slowly making my way through the VHS archive and I actually have every single game that the school has or the team has on tape from 1945 through 2003 completely done. Wow. It's a lot, a lot of games. Uh, and you can see here a, a sample of the 1999 season on DVD. Uh, each DVD fits two games. So the 99 season that had uh, 13 is over seven DVDs. I just did the 1989 season, which was eight DVDs, 15 games. And uh, we also have them available on USB drive. Now, the USB drive is nice because, one, it's cheaper cost to you. Mm -hmm. Also, I can send it to you almost the same day that you order it because I just have to copy some stuff to a drive. 
the DVDs are tough because I got to do a custom case for it. I got to burn them to the disc. I got to make that disc image. So it takes a little bit more time. I usually say the DVDs, you got to give me uh, at least 10 days, if not two weeks uh, to get all that stuff together. Now, once I have the season you're ordering already <clears> completed <throat> from a previous order, it's a little easier, but all of them right now are on demand and it is demanding for sure. <laughs> uh, but there you can see the pricing structure. Again, th this pricing here is for DVDs. We can do them by game, uh, but once you get past three games, we say just might as well take the entire season. For most seasons, that's 10 games. Some of the earlier seasons, especially 40s through even parts of the 70s, they didn't have every game, uh, and some of the seasons only have six, seven, or eight. Uh, but you'll get everything that the team had. I'm not holding out on you. I wish I had every game from every season, but it's just not in the cards, whether it was the original, uh, what, 8 millimeter film to the VHS archive now to we kind of are skipping DVD because I just have a four terabyte hard drive that I'm backing everything up on. Huh. Uh, so that's one of the fundraisers. And if you want to take a look, I know we showed this the last time, but this was super cool. So if you didn't catch it on the Facebook page or on the YouTube page, which doesn't get hyped up pretty much at all, they actually have the original 1945 game uh, on on DVD. Well on VHS and now on digital. Uh, and it's it's actually in color, which is kind of the biggest. Like, it's, it's crazy to me that this is in color. Uh, but it is. And we, we watched this on the last show, and then we, you know, it's just it's just a few minutes long. We're not going to watch the whole thing. But it's so cool to see literally the first game in Wilson history there's video of. They're getting on a bus that says Spring Township School District on and it. And there's nothing there across from yeah. the school. And they were not in their... Uh, black and orange uniforms from the Gablesville Owls to take on the Reading JVs at, I believe, George Field. It's got to be George Field. With the train going by, it's got to be. George and uh, there's the, the coin toss. No, that is not us, the red and white. We are in the orange and black. And uh, kickoff, and uh, I don't know if we'll get to it here, but you can see uh, Wilson ends up winning this game 7 nothing, And um, it was actually Lippincott to Welder on the touchdown pass. Uh, if you can believe it. And uh, uh, if you're following Wilson football, you know the name Lippincott because Mr. Lippincott is still on the sidelines at Wilson football games uh, going strong in his 90s. And didn't so, you say, like, someone told you, or I think, that that was the first time he got to see it? Yeah, he had. Like he didn't. I'm not sure if he knew it existed, but he had never seen it. I, I talked to him, uh, I think, actually, the weekend after I converted this, cleaned it up, and posted it. Uh, I, I had asked him if he had seen it, and he had never seen it before. That's so, really cool. Uh, yeah, he got to see it. Uh, it was really cool, and I actually talked to, I think that same weekend, uh, Bob Mitzel, who was uh, played in late 40s and early 50s, and uh, he didn't. I don't even think he knew that the uh, game film existed from those seasons, and it does. Yeah. Um, now, 45 only has this game, and I don't know that I have any or many from 46 or 47. It starts to pick up in the late 40s and throughout the there 50s. And, uh, yep, that's a touchdown right there. There it was. Uh, kick is good, 7 nothing, and that's the way it would stand. <laughs> so, yeah, really, really cool stuff. I'm Stoward, very excited Stoward, to Stoward have Stellar defense this. performance for uh, Wilson again. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, very cool. I, I really enjoy that. I'm so glad that we have that. I, and I, I wish we had every game, but having that first one is, is such that's a cool really thing. Cool. It's really cool. Uh, so the next thing on our list here is to 
touch on the merger and we just want to update everyone and say it's been completely tabled basically off the table for the foreseeable future i don't think they are going to talk about it much if at all over the next two or three years it could come up again down the road but the ll league which is in the driver's seat basically said thanks but no thanks yeah and we'll come back to well, it and, maybe in the future and we kind of talked about this before you know, we we would love for this to happen. You you and I personally, I, I'm not speaking for Wilson necessarily, but like me, like I think it would be awesome. Um, but you and I both kind of said the thing we were most worried about before is does the do the LL teams feel the need to do it? When we look at the Burks teams, there's a huge upside for lots of Burks teams. Even if you factor in travel, a lot of Burks teams because of the um, like the way the divisions are set up and everything they really are struggling to fill in their schedules. Some of them only have what five league games and they're looking at like five non-league, you know, that it's just crazy amounts of non-league games in the middle of the season. You're trying to get all that together. It's really tough for a lot of the Burks football league teams. LL league teams aren't necessarily at this time in mass facing those same problems. Um, I think with the new alignment, I think the section three teams, or is it? Did they go to four sections? Well, but I like basically nine of their games are league games, yeah, or eight are, and there's uh, the crossover game or something like. Actually, I don't think section three has crossover games. I think they have nine league games and one non-league game, so they're only scheduling one non-league game um, because I think there's ten teams in section three now. So. What so the, the needs are different right now. The thing to watch on from my take would be to see if LL teams start having trouble filling their schedules. If that becomes an issue, then now all of a sudden you're going to see yeah. something where it may benefit both a little bit more than it does right now. So what I was told or I've heard um, was that the big schools six A wanted it, the small schools one, two, and three A wanted it, but it was the four and five A's that said no. Because they're going to, uh-huh. and they were also insisting for some reason on making it five divisions, which would have eliminated Mifflin and Exeter from the big boy section. It oh, would have dropped them to Mannheim Central section. So and there's a lot with... of pull there from the Barons in the LL League. Oh, yeah. And Absolutely. those schools in 4 and 5A didn't want to bring in the quality opponents in Mifflin, Exeter, and Burks Catholic. Would be have to be in section two, or yeah, if one is for the biggest ones, if they go mostly by enrollment, sections two and three we're going to have even if they're playing up. Burke's Catholic, maybe why missing Mifflin and Exeter, and now you're adding those into an already really competitive, not only LL. Oh my league, gosh, you look at LL section playoffs, two every District year. Three playoffs. Right, LL section two is was is crazy every year. It's like a three or four way race sometimes. You know, between some of those schools, it, it's it's pretty intense. I again, I would love for it to happen. I understand if I'm if I'm one of those currently right now Section Two LL schools. I'm saying, yeah, no thanks. You know what I mean? Like, man, I'm Central. Not every year, but you know, they're looking to compete for district titles every year. The last thing they want to do is risk playing away games in districts now, you know, like they, you know, they've got some of those other squads there. Yeah. I I don't, 
I don't necessarily blame them. It's unfortunate that that's how it has to be right now. But uh, again, the thing I would think is look to see if more schools are like struggling to, to fill their schedules, which from the sounds of it with the realignment in the LL league is not the case right now and won't be for the foreseeable future. Right. These things go in cycles. So, um, I think this is absolutely a case right now where the Burks League need, needs isn't the right term, but would benefit more from this right now than the LL League in general. Like yep. so, while while the small schools and the big schools may want it, they don't necessarily need it. Does that make sense? Right. Like, yeah, no, um, I get you. I, whereas I if there was more that needed it, then that starts to become an issue for the teams that just don't want it. Right. You know what I mean? So, like, man, I'm Central. I'm using them just because, one, let's face it, they have a lot of pool there. And two, they're a perennial power. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you're looking, if they don't want it, that's going to kind of dictate a lot of different things. But at the same time, it's one thing to not want it if other schools are going to need it to be able to fill their schedules and and to keep the league up and and running. So um, it it would be fun to think about. but um, It was a long shot to begin with. Tap the brakes on that. But, and our our boy Mike uh, Drago, he kind of did that right away. Too. Yeah, like he was like his first article was like this thing is a long way from happening. Well, I don't think like, anyone, even Jeff Reiner, who I think no, broke no, it, was yeah. ever like this is happening. You know, they right. were all like, you know, this is on the table. It was talked about the odds of it happening are remote. Right. So. But things could change. You know, I know, like I think the the what was thrown out was there by twenty twenty four. That's six years from now, you know. It, but that makes yeah, more sense Yeah, but those decisions are going to be made in two, oh, they make two or three years. At least two years in advance, I'd say, at a right. minimum 18 months. But like because of scheduling, you almost have to do it two to two and a half or three years before beforehand. Right. That's why 2021 never made sense to me because that was in the middle of a two-year cycle. Right. I felt like it either had to it be also, 2020 or not until This is a separate one, but that's also why it didn't make sense last year to, have, to throw in zero week in the middle of like nothing, like just to like throw it in, in like February or March of the year, you're going to start implementing that. That didn't make any sense to make that change then, you know, um, to not wait and give teams a chance to iron out their schedules, but so be it. And that's kind of ironed out now. So we're good to go, I guess. So Uh, I have the schedule up here now just because, well, people want to be reminded of it, especially because like Justin said at the beginning of the show, the first game is two months from tonight. You see that August 24th date at Central Dolphin. Uh, the heat acclimatization period starts August 6th. Summer three-a-day camp starts August 13th. The first scrimmage is that Saturday at Parkland. The next Friday, we're at Central Dolphin to kick off the season. You can see the rest, how it plays out there. But I do want to highlight there at the end, the last two weeks. Now, maybe it won't matter in the grand scheme of things, but I did want to change the dates and update it because – I read an article from, I believe it was uh, Mike Drago, and then talked to Coach Doms about it. And the way the playoffs set up, actually, District 3 will have a bye and will not play Thanksgiving weekend Mm. in the state tournament. I thought the state tournament, the state semis, would be Thanksgiving weekend with the championship the first day of December. That is incorrect. The state semis will be... The first weekend in December, the state championships will be the second Saturday in December for 6A, <laughs> meaning District 3 champ has a bye Thanksgiving weekend. Dang. Just mm-hmm. wanted to make sure that was out there for uh, for people to uh, to know since I had the dates incorrect. 
at the time. Extra practice day, right? Right. <laughs> Full practice on Thanksgiving now instead of That's abbreviated. Right. That's right. So, um, but you can kind of see there the October 5th game against Hempfield is starred. Remember, that is the Gridiron Classic, which will be played at First Energy Stadium. A very awesome event. I anticipate, uh, you know, hasn't been done in, I think, 30 some years. No. I know my dad used to talk about going to the game. I think it was like, like, it was like pretty, sounds pretty cool. So. Through like 81 or 82, they played there. Wilson hasn't played there, if my research is correct, since 79. So it's been nearly 40 years since Wilson has played there. And uh, yeah, it should be a lot of fun. Again, it's October 5th in Reading, hosting the Black Knights. We will have a T-shirt available uh, to buy in about two months. So steer uh, or stay tuned for that. And uh, speaking of spirit wear, the Tradition Club will be running their t-shirt fundraiser in about three weeks or so. I think it's starting on July 13th and will run till the end of July. I believe July 29th is the cutoff date. So it's a little more than two weeks. Uh, Not only will you be able to buy the Tradition Club fundraiser tee, there are also going to be uh, two other designs available for purchase. um, One of which will be on Under Armour stuff. The other will be on your standard cotton things. There will also be quarter zip and full zip uh, sweatshirts available and and a hat as well. So I'm working with Schuylkill Valley Sports on all of that. The designs were posted on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, so you can check those out there. Uh, the winning design that will be on the majority of the items was Design F, uh, which was a bulldog inside the outline of a football. Uh, design A was very popular as well. Uh, but because of the uniqueness of Design D, which was the Welcome to Gursky item, was very popular with the uh, former football players and coaches. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Welcome to Gursky will be available on the Under Armour tee and Under Armour sweatshirt. Uh, and then the Design F will be made available on a standard polycotton right. blend. I picked F. <laughs> polycotton <laughs> blend. Short sleeve tee, long sleeve tee, um, regular sweatshirt. I know, there's a whole bunch of stuff. I think that's what's going on the hat. Uh, but there'll be more info on that as we get closer. Again, that's uh, July 13th. But another fundraiser really going on right now, one that many people have taken advantage of, although it's slowed down over the last month, is the game used jersey sale. So I have game used jerseys that the Bulldogs wore from 1991 all the way through 2011. Variety of styles. Uh, not all numbers were made available to me because they were no longer in the inventory. But a lot do still exist. You can contact me if you're looking for a specific style or number. Or you can hop on BulldogHour.com and go to the merchandise page. There's a game used jersey area and you can see what I have uh in the more recent styles, the 99 through 2011 one, the uh, the 90s era ones, I do not have on the website yet, but I do have a, a lot of those available. Uh, they're they're really not that expensive. The 90s era ones are $20 a piece, and then the more current ones, 2001 through 2011, are $35 a piece, and a lot of former players have been happy to get those in their hands, um, as you can see. Uh, displayed here in the studio uh, <laughs> I have taken full advantage of that 
And uh, I don't even have my favorite one that I wanted. I didn't have a, I didn't have a frame for the red one yet, but it'll come. I'll, it'll eventually be up I there. I have no doubt it'll find its it, way. It'll find its wall. way up there. I mean, I have it. It's just not. It's just not up there. You know what? If it's not moment. in the frame, you can wear it to the golf tournament next year. So <laughs> I'm still not. Still not. I'm going to need to start working out a lot more if I want to be comfortable wearing that in public. Okay. Actually, I think it would be better if you don't work out at all. At Go the other way. Yeah. Yeah, see how Gain much of, how pounds. much of you can we fit in, <laughs> in that old jersey? Um, so the Tradition Club's also having their annual event where they welcome back championship teams. Uh, this fall it'll be on the sep- September seventh, which is the game against Springford, and we're welcoming back three title teams: the fall of nineteen seventy eight, the fall of nineteen ninety three, and the fall of two thousand eight. So. Um, you know, 40, 25, and 10 year anniversaries for those squads. And it'll the be the fact that it's a 10 year anniversary for the 2018. Does that make you feel old? Yes. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. Uh, so you can see the information there. It's also posted as an event on Facebook. I've shared the uh, postcard invite all over Facebook. We've mailed out a ton of the invites already through physical mail. If you haven't gotten one, hopefully it's on its way. Or we don't have your address, so hit me up and let me know. And you can RSVP to Hallie Vaughn or myself via email. Again, that's Friday, September 7th. We'll, we'll welcome back former players and coaches from those three squads. Uh, they get into the game for free. They get recognized at halftime. We have some refreshments for them. Uh, and their uh, family is invited to, to come as well. So it's a good time. We've done it the last two years. This will be our third event. And we're working on a big one for our fourth event in 2019. So... Stay tuned for that. That's as when well. I know things are serious. When you start sending me messages and we start talking about things for the 2019 season. I've been working on 2019 since February, so I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or just want to remind everyone of a couple milestones that we mentioned two months ago, but we'll bring it up again here. Um, we missed it at the end of last season, but uh, the Wilson victory over Conestoga Valley on November 3rd was defensive back coach Brandon Nables' 125th win as a coach with the program. And defensive tackles coach Paul Covell is just eight wins shy of his 100th W on the staff. Uh, if my calculations are right, he's got 92 to start this season. Is there that anything just, that just reminds me of when I see that? I'm like, things again that I am 100% certain that coach Covell has no idea. Yeah. <laughs> well, we, uh, we got to um, celebrate with Coach Doms a couple times in the last few years. Uh, one was before the Bulldog Hour came back uh, when he won his 100th as head coach yeah. at Conestoga Valley at the end of 2014. But then he won as a coach with the program number 400 last year, which was really cool. But I believe we, we told – I know Matt Bender, we told about yeah. his 200th that he had no idea. Yeah. No. Uh, but he was really, you know, he yeah, was really he was stoked like, That's kind of cool. Yeah. Well, and I, I think – I don't well, know like, if like we said, we bring this up a lot more in the shows in the season. Obviously, you know, to get a win milestone, it has to be a win. But there are times we, – we try to do our best and really kind of read the situation and know when it's best for us to just kind of stand over at the side. Right? Yeah. And – you know, most of the times after a, after a win, you know, it, it's perfectly fine to kind of go over and, and we, you know, have a lot, you know, that we kind of want to just ask about and, you know, and try and get some interviews and things like that. And that's a lot of fun. But, yeah, so, like, getting to ask them things like that or tell them things like that is pretty cool, especially 
you know, like um, 400 for Doms. I know some people knew that was that was coming up, obviously. But, um, you know, some of the, like, when we tell, you know, Coach Bender that that was win 200, like, a lot of times they don't know. And that, that's yeah. kind of cool getting well, those big numbers. You can see, like, they, they downplay it a lot, too. And I get it. Like, that's, you know, they're, they got their mind on other things. But they are usually like, oh, that's, when it's a big number, they're and that you, that you can get that genuine reaction sometimes is pretty cool. We may have talked about this on episode one two months ago, or we may have just talked about this because what we're doing now is not that different than what we do on a normal day. No, we, we do this all the <laughs> we, time. That's why we also have our other show, the Joe Mays and J-Rap show, because we were always talking sports, yeah. usually pro football, baseball, uh, hockey, now basketball a little bit more. We were doing that anyway, so why not? No, like, recorded and put it like, out hey, there. Hey, do you want to come over and sit down and talk about this stuff? Right. Yeah, sure. And let other people. It's and... A lot. And people might be like, how about that time? And yes, like, I don't want to downplay the time that you, you put into this. Like I'm not doing that at all, but I'm like, it's actually a lot quicker for me to come and talk to Joey about these things than it is for us to text this out right. to each other all the yeah. time. So I wait for a response. Or right. Exactly. Like, it's just, it's such a hassle. Yeah. So <laughs> living, living the rest of our lives is so tough. <laughs> yeah. But what I was going to say is, I may have said this already, but I'm going to say it again. I sat down with Coach Bender in March to discuss uh, what I could do about the Spiritware sale for the fans and community that you know aren't a part of the team, don't have access to Wilson football merchandise. And we were talking about, um, and the milestone came up, uh, talking about him winning 200 this, this past season. And he said, he's like, it's crazy to think that he's at 200 wins, not games, wins as a coach. Because 2017 was his 20th season as a coach. He started in the 1998. So this is he's at his 20th anniversary here, ready to embark on season 21. And through 20 years, he's won over 200 games. He's won more games than you're scheduled for every year. It doesn't take a math was to figure out. He's averaging over 10 wins a season since being a coach. That's absurd. I can't say that there's a lot of programs in the state – um, maybe the nation that can, that can say that. No. Because no. you have top talent teams that are always ranked higher than Wilson, but for the longevity and the consistency, I, I'd put Wilson up there uh, with the best of the best. Yeah, that's crazy. That's wild. So, uh, yeah, I think that's it for the milestones for now. I'm sure something will pop up, uh, but that's all we wanted to touch on. Before we go, I do want to send another uh, special thanks to uh, – my buddy Jake Damon, the designer, illustrator, and artist who has helped me a lot uh, this uh, winter, spring, and summer, getting things together, um, redesigning the Bulldog Hour logo, working on a lot of Wilson football things. You've seen them probably more than you even imagine because a lot of the artwork that I'm using uh, has been commissioned from Jake, including the ones that are going on now, which is the countdowns. Uh, I, it was too much for me to do what I did three years ago. I still can't believe I did what I did three years ago because, well, it was coincided with the birth of my see, second daughter. See, so. a couple of these remind me, like, so I'll see, like, Coach Bender or something on a fairly regular basis, actually an extremely regular basis. Um, and, like, sometimes those guys, like him or Coach Wolber, just lots of them will say to me, they're like, man, like, they're like, Maze, Maze really does a lot of this stuff. And every time I'm like, you guys, I'm like, that's just the tip of the iceberg, man. Like he is, he is not always because that, I don't want to make it sound like you have all this time to do this stuff. 
you like yeah the the stuff you put together is is awesome for being able to get these things like reaching out to Jake so he can do these things but yeah that hundred day thing wow yeah. that I was would, nuts I I would love to do something like that again but man it's it was a lot of work. Hey, that was year, months of work. Next year's only 75. So, so. <laughs> yeah, well, I did, you know, next year is the 75th season and 2020 is the 75th anniversary. Let's not get into that conversation again. Uh, because it, it's just, it just boggles my mind <laughs> how, you know, how you, I mean, it's, it is tough on the surface that okay. you have to explain <laughs> the difference between the two, but does it really boggle your mind? No, 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 it doesn't. There's a difference between That's a different discussion, eh? season and years and anniversaries. You know, it's like birthdays, whatever. Let's not get into that. That's a huge <laughs> tangent I don't want to get into. But anyways, 2019, the season is the 75th season. 2020 is the 75th anniversary. 1945 to 2020 is 75 years. You got to count the first season is 1945 so you're already at one in 1945 you're not at one in 1946 you're at two in 1946 that's why there's 75 seasons in 2019 and the 75th anniversary in 2020 ah that yeah aren't you glad you probably only have to explain that to probably like you know at well, least a dozen more it people. came up the first time uh three years ago in 2015 when i ran the shirt through the tradition club the first tradition club shirt fundraiser because i had designed it for the year before but never got to do it and I had done it as the 70th season. But because I didn't get to do it, I just changed it to 70th anniversary and was able to do the shirt anyways. And I really like that shirt because I like having all like the different title teams on the mm-hmm. back, the undefeated seasons, the league championship, the district championships, all that kind of stuff. I, I love having that in number form on the back. And then we redid it uh, last year. We did title teams revisited and we were able to add um, 2016 uh, teams right. to that. Uh, but anyways, huge tangent there. The countdown in 2015 was so much work. I didn't do anything in 16 or 17. Uh, I wanted to do something this this year, and I thought it would be cool to commission Jake to get some things. And obviously, I couldn't get one for every day. Right. So I picked hey, Jake, out the major can you ones. Make me a hundred. Yeah. So the hundred day one came from the thing I had to make. I literally asked him the day before to make me the uh, the May the Fourth be with you. So yeah, which was the the Coach Dom's right, right. one, and then he changed that to the hundred days one. I got the seventy five day one, which was posted a couple weeks ago. The fifty day one will come out on July fifth. Hey, there you go. So uh, he is going to be working on that one. If he hasn't started, he'll be working on that one soon. I'm not going to spoil it. We'll wait till it comes out to see what it is. It'll be like the seventy five day one. So you're going to get two players, but um, we'll uh, we'll leave that. Uh, in your minds for now and you'll find out in a few weeks and then we'll have one at 25 i think that's the last one because i have him working on some other things for me for past present future everything in between so uh thanks to jake for helping me out with that i think he's done a really great job i love the uh the stylization and the uh, font that he's using and obviously the wilson football logo there uh, for 2018 uh, he designed as well, so he's he's really done a cool job, and I, I appreciate everything he's done uh, for me in over the last few months. But I think that's pretty much it. Uh, is um, there anything what, else you want to mention? One quick thing: I know we've mentioned him some on our other show, but there is a tie-in to the Wilson uh, part here. Um, Kyle Krabs, um, yes. I believe, is um, 
you know, his, his, his thing there with NDT scouting is kind of, uh, coming to, to an a, end, to an end in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I believe when I read like the letter that he kind of posted or the statement, like, I think he got a full time, like paid position as a scout now. Yeah. So, like, I, I, he's I, been he, a little mysterious about it. I, I don't yeah. know if he's not allowed to really talk about specific. I'm guessing yet. it's still like, you know, it's still working itself out, but, um, you know, good luck to him. And you yeah, know, for sure. I know there's been some dialogue there, especially when we talk about the Wilson guys. Um, so yeah, so it's kind of cool to see, uh, another Wilson guy, um, kind of continuing with his, uh, football dreams there, even, even in maybe a little less of the conventional, uh, method, but yeah, so um, it, yeah, it, good luck to him. He started NDT scouting five years ago. It came a long way, has thousands upon thousands of followers on Twitter, very active on there and the NFL draft Twitter. He, uh, will continue to do his podcast draft dudes. He's actually was a guest on our other show, our sports show. He's talked NFL draft with us on there. Uh, he played what, 10, 12, 13 years ago like on the Wilson teams in the mid two thousands. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm waiting to hear where he's going, what he'll yeah. be doing, you know, what uh, region he'll be in and what – I couldn't tell if it was NFL or college. I know. I couldn't tell kind of, either. Yeah. yeah. So hopefully he can announce it in the next month or so. It'll be really, really cool to see uh, what he's going to do. And speaking of former um, players doing some big things in the football world, Rodney Hill at UCF posted a picture of him oh, doing really? uh, spring or summer workouts. uh that's so, awesome. yeah, he's, I believe, still in the strength and conditioning. Going, he's bounced all over the place. Going to defend that national championship, right? <laughs> that's right. That's right. So, yeah, really cool things from some Wilson football alumni. Yeah, that's good. Good for him. Speaking of the 2018. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Um, yeah, so I know a couple of the 2008 guys have, have said that they're going to come to the event, the Tradition Club's hosting on September 7th. If you are a player or know a player from the – 78 93 or 2008 teams please please let them know that we're doing this organizing a basically a football only reunion for them to come back and uh celebrate with their teammates see fans watch the 2018 team uh just have a good time at gersky stadium you know share the postcard get me their physical address i will mail them a postcard save the date or invite them to like the Facebook pages, join the Tradition Club, all that good stuff, because we want to get as many people back to be recognized as possible. And last thing, because I just mentioned it, uh, join the Tradition Club. That helps the football program as well. All that money goes to improve the football program, be it equipment, on, usually on the technical side, or an actual player's um, post-graduation scholarship, or to fund player trips to camps and things like that. Yeah. There's a variety of things that the money goes towards and every dollar is tax deductible and you can make those donations to the Tradition Club by joining the Tradition Club for as little as uh, $25 as an individual member. Uh, you get a variety of perks including um, weekly updates on the email listserv from Coach Doms and uh, the annual history and stats book which I always love to get and uh, a few other things as well. And uh, if you are a member of Tradition Club and would like to join us, we have our next meeting on Thursday, July 12th. So lots of things happening as we race towards kickoff, which is in two months. Crazy. It should be fun. 
it should be fun. We're looking forward to it. Like I said, we'll be back for episode three sometime in very early August. Uh, we'll have probably episodes back-to-back and back-to-back weeks talking with the coaches and the players because by then this practice will have started or almost have started by the time we yeah. broadcast those. Yeah, so, that's nuts. So. Yeah, I, uh, I think that's everything we have for you. So uh, on behalf of the Wilson Football Program, I'm Joe Mays. This is Justin Rathoff. Give a, give a wave. Show them you're alive. <laughs> Uh, that the video didn't freeze right (laughs) Uh, until next time we'll see you in a few weeks but remember go Go Bulldogs. Bulldogs thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Bulldog Hour want more Wilson football Follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. Or visit www.bulldoghour.com. The Bulldog Hour is a feature program on jmnjrradio.com.